Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the EV Show. As always, I'm your host, Biebs. I'm joined by my co-host, Chen. We're here for week, week, what are we on, week 10 recaps? Yeah, week 11, yeah. week 11 yeah, predictions. We're getting through the, we're getting through the season. Playoff season is not too far away. Still a ways away, but not too far away. I uh, only got, what, seven or eight, uh, you know, red zone Sundays left. So soaking them in as we have them. But I uh, love that. <laughs> before we dive in, how are you doing today, man? I was doing great. I don't know why it's November. Who is doing yards in November in Wisconsin? Come on, man. I think I'm blowing leaves right on my window. I'm sorry. You guys probably hear that. Yeah, he's little. Whatever. I was doing great. Football-related note-wise, um, it, it was a great Sunday. Uh, I'm actually really curious to hear your thoughts on just the Bengals are, I don't want to say they're your team, you know what I mean? But like, they're, yeah. they're kind of like your like low key, you know, they're like my guilty pleasure team. Like, I always have like a team where I'm like really a favorite of the other conference, but it's like not my team. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say boy go I to work, this... but like I'm a Packers fan, but I the Bengals conversation like... the other day, I was like, cause like everybody knows me as a Packers fan and, I made a comment because uh, honestly, like my AFC team more than the Bengals. I just like talking about the Bengals because I think they're really fun to watch. But like, I, I'm gonna root for the Bills to win a Super Bowl before the Bengals, just because of like they're the Bills, man. Like, there, there's some history there. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, but so like that that conversation though of like your your B team, like, do you claim do you claim a Super Bowl or do you become a bandwagon? So like, I had to like preface i was like yeah i'll root for the bills to win a super bowl but i won't claim and like talk trash openly about yeah, the yeah. The super bowl. whereas if the packers won the super bowl i'd be in the streets you know telling everybody I, that i'm at the Lord parade Love is the second time yeah i'm at the parade yeah, man. like i'm driving the green bay i'm at the parade yeah like that's it's fandom right there um but the Bengals, I believe, were your they were in your Super Bowl prediction as yeah. well, correct? Yeah. I mean, I know yeah. the Giants was a swing and a miss, but hey, I mean, it, dude, it speaking, <laughs> I, I, we need to when the regular season comes to an end, we need to do a combined win total for my four Super Bowl predictions from the last two years <laughs> because last year both teams missed the playoffs. Both teams. What did I have last year? It was Pack or Packers Colts. Uh, Packers Colts. I had Packers Chiefs, which I mean, Chiefs is great pick, but I didn't have them winning. So there's Packers, that. Packers Colts. This year I went away from the Packers. I went. Uh, what did I say? I said Bengals Giants. Bengals is not out of the woodwork yet to like make the playoffs. But if we go over four on teams making the playoffs as my Super Bowl prediction, then I'm gonna have to start weaponizing this against the rest of the NFL. It's uh, it's gonna be don't be shocked, cousins don't curse, be, man. Don't like, be shocked next year when my Super Bowl prediction includes the Chiefs. Like we're gonna test the theory. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the year I had. Hope it doesn't happen. But Mahomes has yet to have a severe injury. Yeah, that'll saying. be the 2008 like, Patriots right there. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, yeah, like that's that's the way this show works. Um, but just the, I mean, takeaways from the fact, like I don't think the Bengals played bad. It was just like the Texans were just a better team that day. Like, it was plain and simple teams. I mean, the Texans were a better team, or C.J. Stroud was a better team? Well, C.J. Stroud is the Texans, if we're being honest. I I mean, I had them getting to five games at any point in the season, I thought, was ridiculous. Like, that's how barren I thought this roster was. And here we got Devin Singletary popping off for 100-something yards. C.J. Stroud being literally prime Andrew Luck, I, I mean, not even rookie year. It, it's been a showcase to watch. But what was, like, your, your Bengals takeaway? Like, are you – I mean, I know you're not worried because uh, this Dude, they get hot, they're going to win their next four or five. Here's but... the, yeah, here's the thing with the Bengals. It's, we had this long conversation. I think it was last week or the week before. We went through their schedule – we were like, oh, and I was literally was like, they might run the table because they were just red hot. That and you were like, I don't see them being perfect. Yada, yada, yada. And it's like, dude. Foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, obviously <laughs> a game like this is going to happen. Yeah. You were right. But the reality is Tyler Boyd dropped the game winner. Like, yeah. <laughs> 
This is a different conversation if C.J. Stroud has to go. I'm not saying he wouldn't have done it because he did it the week before, but uh, they had the game-winning touchdown and had to settle for the field goal tie. And the way that they came back in that fashion in the fourth quarter, I mean, they were down by 10 with not that much with eight or nine minutes left. Uh, and then they steal a touchdown. Joe Burrow throws a pick or they, they score a touchdown. Burrow throws a pick. The defense, which I was impressed with, gets another pick, returns it to the red zone. Um, or they kick the field goal first. Then they got the ball back. Burrow yeah. Threw, then the defense got the ball back. Then Mixon punched it in. I believe that was a sequence of events. Uh, tie it up. Then they get the ball late. They technically get the ball last, uh, but kick have to settle for the field goal, uh, give it away, tie the game up in some way, shape, or form. I'm off on this sequence of events, but uh, tie the ball. Needless to say, the point is this: uh, I watched the game like twice through, so I don't know why I don't remember this, or at least like the, the you know, I watched the game and you're now, getting it relatively right. Then I watched like, like the red zone like happened. breakdown, and I think that's where I'm getting mixed because I'm missing sequences from the red zone breakdown. But yeah, um, needless to say, the Bengals played good enough to win. They just dropped the ball, and that's part of the game that's going to happen. Uh, they're right. still hot, in my opinion. The offense is still clicking. I mean, Burrow, 350, two touchdowns. He did throw two picks, which is uncharacteristic of him. Mm-hmm. Um, but, dude, they lost a shootout to a guy who my stock is soaring. He's throwing for 350 every single week, C.J. Stroud, that is. Um, but what, nice. impressed me, what impressed me most about the Texans game is Devin Singletary. 30 carries, 150 yards. Averaging five yeah. yards a pop. He had a touchdown. Um, that's impressive, man. 30 carries from a team that also threw for 350 yards and threw the ball 40 times. It's a lot of plays. It's a lot of plays, but dominating time possession. The Texans are playing winning football, in my opinion, week in and week out. And they're not a complete roster, especially defensively, as we saw in this game, to like win a Super Bowl yet. But when I started to think about after this game, the Deshaun Watson trade and the assets that they acquired in that trade that have yet to be, you know, picked, selected. <laughs> um, obviously, yeah. Straub was one of them, but I believe they have more future assets. I'd have to double check. But just just the – they're in a really good place as a franchise right now. Um, they got rid of a guy who they thought was their guy, and Deshaun Watson was their guy. He was a franchise superstar quarterback for them. Uh, regardless of how he looks on the Browns before this whole thing happened. Uh, he mm-hmm. had the Browns, he had the Texans winning playoff games, right? <laughs> With Bill O'Brien. Yeah. That, that exa- needs to be stated. Like, exactly. The guy, the guy tanked the team. And exactly. So, and, and they traded away a $230 million fully guaranteed contract, got picks in return uh, for a guy who's probably better. But, yeah, it's like, crazy, but it's kudos true. to them for making the right pick and actually not make having to make the right pick because Bryce Young got selected before him. But um, mm. it's truly, truly, they are set up well. I think so highly of CJ Stroud. I think, like we've said before, he's going to end this Ohio State narrative. I think he's going to be oh, a franchise sure. quarterback. We're kind of in an era uh, right now and I've seen people talk about this where quarterback play is kind of at like the worst it's ever been. Uh, and the lowest, it's the highest amount of rookie quarterbacks playing highest amount of first year starters playing ever. Yeah. Um, but I think that there's going to be some diamonds that come out of this rough, some stars align for certain franchises where in five to six years, maybe even less, we're at a point where now it's, we're kind of back to the early 2010s where like eight to 12 teams have like their guy. And it's yeah. kind of like you got sure you've got Rogers, you've got Brady, you've got Manning, you've got Breeze probably at the rounding out the top. And that'll be that's back then. There'll be Mahomes, there'll be Hertz, there'll be et cetera. Uh, but you'll also have guys who I think are going to be like the Roethlisberger's of the era. And that's like Sam Howells. Uh, I think Stroud's above that. But like, um, you know, maybe like a Gardner Minshew elevates stuff like that and stuff that we don't even see yet where right now we look at the quarterback landscape across the league and it's fairly low quality play. Uh, I think in three to four years, it's going to, it's going to skyrocket. I mean, Jared Goff is probably the best example actually of that mid tier guy. Who's going to be the lion's guy. They're going to resign him. He's their guy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, I'm actually extremely happy you brought this conversation up because it's, I, I'm not going to dive too deep into Jordan Love, but, like, as a Packer fan, it's kind of why it's, like, we have to give him another year 
because it feels like there's a shortage of good quarterback play. I mean, you see teams go down to like their backups, like Daniel Jones, like Tommy DeVito is crippling. Even like Daniel Jones is not that great, but it's even more crippling just going to a backup. And I think the the age old quote of I don't know who said it, but it was a famous head coach where it's if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, which is essentially saying you either have a guy or you don't. And um, I just um, when when I watch the Texans, my my biggest thing with C.J. Stroud is people don't probably some people that are diehard fans are understand like D'Amico Ryan's was a middle linebacker for a long time, defensive captain of the Texans. But he like that's the biggest like he's a defensive guy, right? He's 49ers DC. So Stroud not only is and I'm not saying it's D'Amico Ryan's a bad coach, but you're getting a guy who's a first year coach that is defensive minded. Like it's and it's not like the Texans had they traded away Brandon Cooks, who was their best weapon last year, maybe Damian Pierce, but that's a running back and it's good they have tanked down and whatnot, but to really like fully understand what CJ Stroud is doing, I'm gonna go on the record and say it. At this pace, it might be better than what Andrew Luck did with that Colts. Because Luck at least had veterans. Like you had the old Reggie Wayne at sixth round pick T.Y. Hilton. I think Stroud's doing wait, he might be able to do more. Did the with Colts less. did the Colts make great. the playoffs that year? I believe they finished nine and seven and eight. Okay, I, that, that's the only problem for me is like I, I'm struggling to see a path to the playoffs for the Texans because of the conference they play in. If they're in the NFC, uh, absolutely they get in at nine and seven, they get in at ten and six or whatever, um, or ten and seven, and nine and eight. But I, I just in the AFC, there's so many powerhouses. I see it, but I don't think it'll come to fruition. If that makes sense, I I look I'm and maybe I need to make a statement on this today and some stock then because I see it like this game for me cemented. You just knocked would, off the red hot Bengals. They had no business doing that, in my opinion. Fair. That's very fair. And they're really finding their stride because I still have the Bengals in the playoff picture in my head, and I don't have the Texans, which is kind of hypocritical. Uh, we can see though. You know, we can really see. I mean, we're gonna break it down later in the show. But it's like, even with the Bengals being fourth in their division right now, that's not going to stand. So but God, that's, that's why I see, like, the, the the struggling path for the Texans because I just don't see two teams from the AFC South making it. Like, so hmm. unless the Texans are going to win the division, uh, I see the struggle there for them to, to, find a, to find a wild card spot because you're going to have two teams from the AFC East and you're going to have probably three teams from the AFC North. Like that, I think are better. Well, now you bring it up. Why don't we talk about that team from the AFC South? <laughs> what happened on Sunday? Wow, man. Um, you know me. I got a bunch of AFC. Why? I just realized this. I got the Jaguars as a as a B team. I got the Bills as a B team. I got the yeah. uh, the Bengals as a B team. I guess this is what happens when your team is three and six. You start living vicariously through other franchises. But yeah, yeah. Can't argue. Uh, look, man. Hottest team in football. What was it? Five wins in a row. They go on a bye week. Um, and they come out flat. That's the bottom line. Home loss yeah. 34 to 3. Don't ask me how the freaking 49ers scored 34 points and Chris McCaffrey's touchdown streak ends. That that doesn't add up to me. But um Purdy, They're trying to get it to him at the end, too. I gotta just shout out Brock Purdy, man. He's another guy in this conversation of like young developing stars who I think in like three to four years time is on a big deal and is the 49ers franchise guy for a decade. Like those guys are in the P like those pieces are in the works. Like, uh, and we're just at a point right now where I feel like media sports media has clouded vision of the future of the quarterback landscape. Um, And it's going to, it's going to start to look a lot like it used to. Um, Trevor Lawrence, probably in that same category, like the Jaguars are definitely going to resign him. Is he, a lot of people are questioning whether or not he's playing like a generational talent. I think that's kind of stupid to just like slam a guy after a bad perform after team bad performance after they won five straight games. Like, and the teams that they were beating, they weren't supposed to like. They just caught fire. Uh, sometimes in the NFL, it's a long season, man. That's my take on the Jaguars. 
if you're going to ask the panic button question, I'm in the other room. Like, <laughs> okay. They're okay. fine. Like, uh, uh, Niners, big rebound win. Um, this, they kind of needed this for sure on the road after three straight losses. Um, but hmm. my takeaways, I, first, I don't think I learned anything about the 49ers. I, I think it really just kind of reaffirmed that those couple little losing skid they had was nothing. Uh, I think I did learn something about the 49ers and that is before to interrupt you to like piggyback no, yeah. to That's just fair. say in one sentence, like I learned that Brock Purdy is their franchise quarterback. Like he's not some guy who came out and won X amount of games out of his first 20 or whatever. And was so good. Uh, he has now lost three games straight in regular season and then bounced back with a masterclass performance. Like he he's there full time, like no questions asked. I think right. like after three games losses, people were talking like, oh, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe no, he's the guy. Like Yeah. And you can see it and just play calling, like just they they're running their normal system. Like like they're not holding Brock Purdy back. And it was, I mean, the 49ers in full strength. We we saw it. I mean, the Chase Young addition was huge as well. Five sacks as a team. it's that's it's kind of ridiculous that that really happened um, because four and I was right in that conversation. They're going to be in the NFC championship barring major injuries. My thing is it's really the Jaguars as a whole. I'm not hitting panic, but I did talk about it last year and maybe to a very bad end of the spectrum comparing him to Davis Mills, but Trevor Lawrence uh, through 10 weeks, uh, and I get they came off by, right? So nine games, nine touchdowns. Not the end of the world, but also if you're your guy, right? Like we know they're going to re-sign T-Law. Not trying to take everything away from them, but it's the idea that with a, a nine and six INT ratio, you finish season at 18 and 12, Gardner Minshew put up better numbers for them. Like, that's just – that's a fact. And when we talk about, all oh, like, they got Calvin Ridley, they got Christian Kirk, like, Evan Ingram is a receiving first guy at tight end for sure. With ETN, Doug Peterson, if they flame out, if they don't go far in the playoffs, I don't think personally I have anyone else I can point the finger at. Offensively, at least, when you look at, like, three points – a lot of that's kind of on T-Law. Maybe you can blame some on the play calling. But I'm I'm watching. I'm definitely watching because if the, if he's the guy and he does his thing, this should be a team that might be able to make the Super Bowl. But we got to just kind of wait and see because it's like with, with the Chiefs last year, if T-Law puts up 20 points, they're in the conference championship. Um. I don't disagree, actually. I think that's a very fair analysis. I think T-Lock could be better, especially I think offensively in the red zone, they've struggled all year. They've one of the worst yeah. red zone offenses in the league. I don't have the data to back that up offhand, but I just know it to be true just off of watching. They, right. they kick a lot of freaking field goals, man. They do. like it, Yeah, yeah. Um, I need that kicker in fantasy. Um, and look, I, I, I will push back a little bit on, on Lawrence's touchdowns because – uh, Travis Etienne has seven rushing touchdowns right. on it, the year. It doesn't mean like lack of team success. Yeah, and, and but, uh, Etienne is there. I think that their identity is like 60, 40 run. Yeah, in favor of the run, like mm-hmm. um, maybe even sixty-five. But that doesn't excuse like he should probably have more than nine touchdowns this year. They've struggled in the red zone. There's had a couple performances like that Chiefs game where they scored nine points. They they scored three points in this game. Like they're not a very consistent offense because then they come out against the bills and they look like you know they look un- unstoppable yeah so yeah. i would agree i think my take on the jaguars right now is you have to and that falls on the quarterback uh offensively you have to find some sort of higher floor of consistency than what they currently have um i think Definitely. Calvin Ridley has been a disappointment not only for fantasy owners but for the jaguars i think that he uh, in camp was being touted as like this, he was going to be a Stefan Diggs. He was going to be maybe not Jefferson, but I think Diggs is the accurate comparison. Like he, he was, he was going to be, you know, this Amon Rossi, oh, Brown, yeah. uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett type star for them that he just hasn't become and Christian Kirk has. 
Uh, I think that they're the, the roster is there. And you ask the question, like, what can they improve on to get to the Super Bowl like caliber roster? Like, may it's not I can't look at a position group and say they're weak anywhere. That's yeah, the bottom line. The, the so pieces up and down. Got a quarterback, they've got decent receivers, they've got they've upgraded their old line, they've got a good pass rush, they've got an elite pass rusher and Josh Allen. Their secondary is yeah. not horrible. I think that they just need their young team with a young quarterback who just needs to figure out how to play better consistently. That's yeah. you know raise the bar. Um it, they remind me of like the Bengals two or three years ago. Kind of like where if they go on one playoff run, all of a sudden their team confidence changes, their expectations change. And like if the Bengals had lost to the Chiefs that for when they went to the Super Bowl in the AFC Championship and hadn't gone, I mean they were the sixth seed that year. Like they beat the Titans with a game-winning field goal, then they won they won every game on a game-winning field goal in the playoffs, and the media loved them. And all of a sudden we talk about the Bengals as AFC powerhouses every year. Uh, and I think that that's good for a team that's close to being in that has a roster that good, like the Jaguars, Bengals, Chiefs, whatever. When media puts Super Bowl expectations on a team, it goes one way or the other. And if it goes good, then you play better. Like it, it's just sort of like a it's a mental thing. I can't really like mental thing. Yeah, yeah. I can't really like show in data at all. But like. It, you know, look at the Packers last year. They're the opposite. They were talked about a, as a Super Bowl contender in the media, uh, even without Devontae Adams, and they were horrible because yeah. their roster wasn't there. But um, I'm not panicking on the Jaguars. All that, to, all that to say I'm not panicking on the Jaguars. I think they're just young, and they got to figure out how to play more consistent against good defenses. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm not pushing back there. Uh, we talk about the Bengals a lot. We talked about the Texans game or whatnot, but let's 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 pivot to another another thriller this week in the in the AFC North because I feel like we talk about the AFC North uh, rightfully so because they're the most entertaining division of football a yeah. lot on this podcast. Um, and we got another big matchup coming up on Thursday night, which we'll preview. But uh, Browns Ravens. So this game ends, and in the back of my head, I'm watching this this Bengals game play out. And I think the Ravens game ended first and the Browns win on this game winning field goal. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's big for the Bengals. Like big they, deal. Like yeah. The Ravens took a loss. They probably shouldn't have. Uh, and then the Bengals <laughs> come out and lost and it didn't matter. Uh, but dude, Jake's not here to tout his Browns as the one seed in the AFC pick, but they're six and three Ravens dropped to seven and three. They've got a half game on the Ravens with this win. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts? If I'm a Browns fan, this like get like this quite literally might be the most satisfying victory they've had in a while. Maybe dating back to when the Browns had that playoff win against the Steelers for really two major reasons. One, you got a game on the Ravens who a lot of people are probably touting as best team in the AFC right now. I mean, they were favorites against the number one seed. Now you're like you said, a half game pack huge deal from just a standings and tiebreaker standpoint but Sean Watson who started off a little rough and honestly has been kind of rough as a brown went perfect in the second half like did not miss a throw you can look that up completed every attempt he every single attempt in the second half was completed by Sean Watson and they go on to overcome a 14 point deficit in the fourth quarter against what I've already mentioned is probably the best team in the AFC for in a lot of people's minds right now. So, yeah, that Browns pick is being a one seed is definitely still alive. But, I mean, you touched on it. This AFC North is crazy. Like the Bengals being the – they could be the fourth best team, probably are better than the Steelers who are ahead of them in the division. But it's just the way that – the, the schedule is shaking out this year with AFC being so strong. We're going to get a lot of teams that, like, you look at a 5-4 and four team in the NFC compared to the AFC, there's a huge difference. Night and day. I think a 5-4 and four team, it might have been like the Saints, and you look at, like, the Bengals, night and day in terms of team. <laughs> you know, like it's, uh, it's crazy yeah. from, from that aspect. The Saints, the but, Saints are 5-5 five and five and on top of the NFC South, yeah. That's, yeah, geez, the Falcons are really messing things up here. But, um, 
No, I just think as a Browns fan, you just can't be more happy. Really, things are trending up for them right now. But the Ravens, you have to look at just the missed opportunity. Of like, yeah, we're still good, but they could have been eight and two, kind of in control in this division a little bit. Um, like we touched on it, that Thursday game is another big deal. Well, that's the what that. if. What if they drop that game to the Bengals? Yeah, and the entire thing is just a big wash. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody is in in the contention for the first kind of spot in that division. Um, what, what were your takeaways from this game, though? Yeah, and, uh, and counters. I mean, I think Deshaun Watson, I, I know they gave up a lot, but you have to kind of look and be like, all right, you know, maybe we didn't lose this trade yet. No, I'm not. Here's the, here's the – and we can talk more about the Deshaun Watson, like, trade in the offseason and, and the what-ifs and, and the win-loss, who won, whatever. A lot of Browns fans at this point are like out on Watson, and I'm like, well, you can't be out on him because you're paying him so much, and like, what are you going to do? Bench him for Jacoby Brissett, like, or whoever else they wanted to trade for at the deadline to replace him. Like, it's (laughs) it's stupid. Um, the Browns are better than I thought they'd be, but there was a there was you know when you like preseason. And you have like your your theories, right? You got these branches of theories. This was a a timeline of events, a multiversal uh, chance that I I actually did foresee uh, the Browns winning the AFC North because I loved what they did with their defense. And I really don't think I mentioned it much in the preseason, but they added so many pieces and they've elevated. That's why Miles Garrett was my player, you know, defensive player of the year pick. I would just love yeah. to see this Browns team still have Nick Chubb. Because then I think that they'd be really, yeah, like kind of a big I know Jerome Ford's getting the job done. I do, but Nick Chubb is just he's the best running back in football right now, man. Uh, now we don't yeah. know if it'll ever be the same. That sort of thing. This game specifically, I don't know. I I think that the I I I really don't have much to take away. I, I'm not panicking on the Ravens. I think it's just a really tough division game between the best two opponents and what I concur is the best division of football right now. Honestly, yeah. No, it's just ma- major win by the Browns. To be able, I mean, to get the job done. That's it makes the division extremely interesting. Like we we really don't know who's going to get it. Yeah, and I think the Browns are doing the Browns are doing a good job of sticking to their identity. I know giving up 31 points is not, you know, tough defense, run the you know, run the ball football. But yeah, fourth uh, quarter in the clutch, they they held them. So yeah, and I think that they had, I want to say a lot of sacks. I'm trying to find the stats. Yeah, they had four sacks. I mean, to sack a guy like Lamar four times, I mean that's who they are. Um, so I, I'm just impressed with the Browns ability to win big games. I'm not out on Deshaun Watson yet. I know that he should be playing at a higher level, but I don't think that he needs to play at the level he played at in Houston for this team to go far. Yeah, totally agree. It's gotta be on kind of like Dobbs level and, you know, make plays. Don't, don't make mistakes. And they should be speaking just fine. of. Speaking of Josh Dobbs, this is another thing I wish Jake was here for. Um, <laughs> dude, the Vikings might be becoming my NFC B team just because of this story. This is like, I know they're a division rival, but uh, it's it's hard not to freaking root for Josh Dobbs, man. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. What a what a win. I know they kind of were shaky in the second half, but um, let me ask you this. What's the ceiling for the Vikings with Josh Dobbs? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's I, I know that's the question that kind of puts the damper on the story because and is the ceiling higher than it was with Kirk Cousins? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't think. And maybe that might it might I might be wrong. Maybe it's Ken O'Connell's play caller is more opened up with the mole guy, but I just think even when you get Justin Jefferson back, I mean him and Kirk. There was days Justin Jefferson goes for two hundred. Like, I, I just don't – if I see that from Dobbs, it wouldn't completely shock the world out of me, but it's not what I'm expecting when Jefferson comes back. I know it will still be reliable, but that Kirk-Jefferson duel was lethal. I mean, it was the best part of that Vikings team, and to see them still be able to win games without him, it just kind of proves testament to last year that 
even with the rough start, Kevin O'Connell is a very good NFL head coach. Like he had an amazing first year, especially diversity or adversity going that they're going through his team this year. He's a guy that could lock it down like a Mike Tomlin-esque tenure. I mean, we look at what the Vikings have Well, had I mean, the Vikings are not prone to firing a head coach early. I mean, Zimmer was there. Oh, no, I just think they <laughs> shouldn't. I'd hope they learn from their mistakes and just keep the guy that is going to keep you in contention. Um, and another part of that is I think their defense, it's tightened up as of late. I'm not saying they got the pieces to make a deep run. No, defense is playing. Jake's right. He he sent in his defensive player of the year as Daniel Hunter. Um, Daniel Hunter's been extremely good, and he's like, got an argument. Uh, their defense is playing way better. I mean, leagues better than I would have thought they ever had the capability of playing. Um, yeah. Pair that with one of the best home field advantages in football. If they can win the North, uh, get to 12, 13 wins, keep this hot streak going while they're at the chance. I mean, this is a team that started the year so badly in one yeah. possession games. But then we look at the scores and it was like a touchdown against the Eagles and yeah, you know, they there. knocked off the Niners. Uh, I wish Kirk was here for it, man. Cause who doesn't root for Kirk cousins, but um, yeah, you know, I, I, I gotta admit, and we'll get more to it. We get the buy, sell, hold my thoughts on the Vikings, but let, let's flip the, let's flip the script here. Let's talk saints drop to five and five. Uh, Car goes down. I don't know the severity of his injury, but you know he put in famous Jameis, get a little spark, a couple more, pushing the ball down the field a little bit more, come back a little bit in the second half. Uh, they're on top of the division. Where's your? What are your thoughts on the Saints? It's going to be kind of repeat of last year, where it's like nine and eight. They might make the playoffs. They're lucky, just the way the NFC shapes out. They but is the, anybody scared of the Saints? Yeah, I, yeah. I just you're in this middle ground, man. We're we're like we all know. Like I would get a Saints tattoo if they won the Super Bowl. Like that's how confident I am. And there's just we all know there's not enough. It's this it, like they're just this club that will get to nine, eight wins every year. Dennis Allen's not the worst coach. She's not the best. Their team is just like the definition of mid. And in the NFC this year, mid is like good enough. They might be able to sneak into the playoffs, but I hope that doesn't deter them from blowing it up. Like, I think in a sense, I know they just signed Derek Carr. But here's the so the Saints need to blow it up. I think we can all agree on that. But from the flip side, I kind of see management's perspective to like strap this together because all it takes oh, is lightning in a bottle one time all it takes look at nick Foles, man like all it takes yeah. is one time where you catch lightning in a bottle for three games in a row and boom so from man's perspective and if i were a gm this would be my probably philosophy I, whatever roster can get me into the playoffs uh, to give me the best chance to win in the playoffs so it, it, obviously you can't win in the playoffs if you're not in the playoffs so Look, if, I, if I'm the Saints GM, I look around and I see the rest of my division. Those are the, the guys I got to beat to get into the playoffs, right? Yeah. They're on top of the division at five and five. So it's not like they're not in the position to do that. I understand the philosophy. Look at the – there's so many teams that sneak into the playoffs. Look at the Bengals. They went to the Super Bowl. Look at the Packers when they won the Super Bowl with Rodgers. They're a six seed, won three games on the road, caught – just got hot at the right time and won the play. you know, went to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I get it from that perspective, but when you just look at, you know, the NF, the rest of the NFC, can the Saints really go through San Francisco and Philly? Do we really think that they can do that? Like Dallas, no. like there's just no. a lot of teams. That uh, I, I, actually, I actually think they could beat Dallas. I'm not, yes. in, yeah, in a playoff fun. game, like uh, in prime I, time, I, sure. you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past them. <laughs> but the other two, no. And that's less about the offense for me, and more about like the defensive ceiling, just with an aging defense. I think that the Saints. Like the Packers in one or two, one and a half years have done a better job of like blowing it up than the Saints have. Like they That's recognize that the window closed with Rodgers. 
And sure, like their reload with Love and Watson and Dobbs hasn't been great so far, uh, but at least they reloaded. And now they're going to, you know, try and stack on that reload come this offseason. Right. The Saints have like basically said, well, Derek Carr is probably the equivalent to 2018 Drew Brees, and he's not. Like, uh, it's just, he's not. Um, and they're just trying to, oh, we still have Michael Thomas on this roster. We still have this, and we still have Marshawn Lattimore. We still have Cam Jordan. We still have all of these pieces that have been there so yeah. long. Where it's just, they're not a bad football team, but they're not. I don't think that, I, like we've talked about with quarterbacks, I actually don't think Derek Carr, moving on from Derek Carr is the right path for them. I think it's like, we're going to yeah. just get rid of Michael Thomas's contract. We're probably going to move on from Kamara because he's 28. Uh, and, and sure, like Carr's kind of signing up for a rebuild, but they need it. Like, it, it's not a full blow up, like tank, get dead last. Uh, it's like move off of some expensive assets, take chances, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah they, they, they are kind of in a very bad, like, salary cap purgatory where, like, they're tied to too many players. Yeah. Like, if I took over the Saints and in Madden, I would, I'd panic. Like, what do you do? Like, where do you, where do you yeah, start? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know where you need to get to, but where do you start? Because you have so many aging, valuable players, but yeah. you're still not good. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're tied to them a bit. So it's yeah, like, it's, you know, I move at certain times. I just, uh, no, and, they're, and, I should spot. add for a franchise that was probably the worst franchise in the NFL for 40 years before Drew Brees got there uh, to be in a purgatory of make or miss the playoffs by a game or two every year. I don't know how the fan base or management or ownership like feels about that, but like when you look Better at like, where, yeah, where's the expectation? Like, do they truly hold themselves to a Super Bowl standard or are they the franchise? You know, we talk about like the adult table of franchises at Thanksgiving, uh, they're not at that adult table, but to get there, you have to raise your standard. We're talking too long about the Saints, honestly, but it's an interesting off-season discussion when we get there. Um, no doubt. Two more games to get through. We can kind of go quickly through this one, but Falcons, Cardinals, just want to say, like, I was reminded of why Kyler Murray got paid when he got paid. Like, the, the leap from Dobbs was evident. Um, For sure, yeah. And I think coach. Yeah, I think that they've got their coach. Like, give them a little time to reset after this year, get a nice draft pick, uh, get a couple, make a couple moves. Like, I won't be shocked if they're back to relevancy. I don't, I'm not saying that they win the West next year or anything like that, but they might make the playoffs. Like, they're not going to go back to 8 0 Cardinals getting beat by Rasul Douglas in primetime, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They got pieces, though. They got pieces. I, I, I was impressed with Kyler Murray. Um, Lions Chargers shootout of the week. Another game ended on a field goal. I'm pretty sure I'd have to double check that, but there was five of them that ended on a field goal. Um, this was what I had the most fun watching this, watching this, uh, watching this game. But what are your thoughts here? I mean, the Lions, where's the ceiling? I guess can the Lions beat the Philly? Can the Lions go to the Super Bowl? Because that's where media has them right now. Um, the Super Bowl just seems unrealistic because it's the Lions. Like, like, I think it would be a great story. I just, even if they're playing really well, I feel like they'd get like Minneapolis miracle in the conference championship. Like, it, you know, no matter how good they play, it's the Lions. Like, it's, it's been, I don't remember, it was like 30 years. There was like, since like Barry Sanders. They have won yeah. playoff games since 1991. Yeah, like. We got they've won. I'm pretty sure that's their only playoff win in franchise history. Yeah. Yeah. I just, uh, we got to pump the brakes, even if everything goes to plan. We've talked about, like, I love how Jared Goff's been playing, but this roster, they don't have that go to, right? Like, it's good as a roster. I don't want to say it's complete. They can beat you in different ways, but when they run into some of these buzzsaw teams like the Eagles, the 49ers, where they just like they can really get you. I'm actually glad you're going this way because I'm going the other way. Oh, you think like I know their running game is really great and I know their defense is all right. And I know they're gonna heat up towards you know the end of the year because of that running game per se, but like I don't see it outdueling Philly 
or like 49ers they, who just they have beat, they beat the Chiefs. They did, but like Philly <laughs> have a better version of the Lions. Like the the Eagles, you can't even stop if they get within a yard of you. And then yeah, the 49ers so have Christian McCaffrey. That's like, my that's my like, concern. Actually, less with the Niners because I think they match up well in terms of just like let's just go into a straight shootout with them. Like right. Lions get into a shootout, they can win anything. Philly presents some matchup problems for me because they're going to keep them off the field. And I don't love the Lions defense. I know that they're playing better, but I've said it. I've been preaching for two years. I just don't it's not great. love it. Like CJ Gardner Johnson, he's great at whatever, but like it's not, it ain't Philly's defense, right? The best pass rush. It ain't the Niners defense. It ain't, yeah. it's middle of the road at best. And that's going to hold them back. I know they've got probably an explosive offense, but defense wins championships. Like, mm-hmm. I'm a big believer in that. So uh, my one reservation is that it's not like they don't have a guy who's been in the Super Bowl and been in big playoff games. Goff's done it. He's done it. As much as like we all slander him and then the Rams moved on from him, which as time goes on becomes so puzzling to me. But um, because he really has had a good renaissance in Detroit, and I think he's their guy. They should re-sign him. Um, Mm -hmm. I I really – I just I can see the vision. That's well. That's as far as I'll go. I can see the vision of like they get into a shootout with the Niners and they don't have to play Philly. All of a sudden, they're matched up against somebody like the Vikings or something in the NFC title game or some other NFC team that kind of just you know, maybe the Cowboys, like you know, like just just a team where it's like mm, I, I think the Lions could beat these guys. Uh, but I also could see the vision of losing in the divisional round because they're the Detroit Lions and they they win yeah. twelve they win twelve games and don't win a playoff game. That's but, that's really holding me back. I'm going to be honest. Like yeah, very fair. As good as they look, it's like that's I very fair. Don't... I just I'm bought in on the Dan Campbell culture change. Like I really think that like those guys want to be I there. They yeah. want to play for him. It's now an attractive free agency spot to be at. Like, oh, they got something going over there. I want to. I'm going to go sign with the Lions. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, maybe this isn't the year. This was the year last. This was the time last year where we were sitting here talking about, uh, do we keep Dan Campbell? And I, I think we both agreed. Like, hey, oh, I was, I always like just because the team. But Harris, we said, what? Well, yeah, we both fun. agreed to keep him, and then we said next year's make or break. And here we are, seven and two. They've won how many of their last like twenty? Like it's insane. They had that turnaround. They won eight of their last nine last year. Now they're seven and two. So eight plus seven, fifteen and three. The yeah, last. they got the guy. Like they, they got they, the guy, they, they got the winning culture. They run the ball better than anybody in the league, maybe Philly, but they still, I mean, they, they run the ball, they do it and they don't do it with a quarterback. Like Philly does. They do it with two guys. True. Gibbs is breaking out. Uh, and it ain't like they don't have a prolific passing offense either. Like, <laughs> so they can it, beat you. Yeah, they outside of the defense being meh and giving up 38 points, four touchdowns to Justin Herberts or whatever it was. That's my concern. That's been the thorn in their side is like they get into so many shootouts. You can only win so many shootouts in a row. For sure. For sure. And that's, yeah, it's definitely, I can kind of let down in the playoffs, but I understand what it's like when you see the vision. Um, I mean, there's look, I mean, there's, and there's been Super Bowl teams that have won with less, like make no mistake. Like there's teams that go as a six seed and, the Giants are a great example. You're like, how did this team make the Super Bowl? As every other year, they're six and ten. Yeah, uh, but no, it's just, yeah. Uh, I mean, the Giants have won like four all-time Super. Like they're like third on the like Super Bowl titles list, and it's like yeah, it's ridiculous. They have one of the richest histories, and it's they've they've sucked. They were always they're better than historically than they have been for the last like eight years. Um, yeah. But this has been probably the worst stretch in their history. But it is something where it's like, how does this team have four Super Bowls? What, the, what is yeah. this? Or the Redskins? Like, or sorry, that's sorry, sorry. Commanders. The Washington, like, yeah. they won the Super Bowls with Joe Gibbs. When it's just so random. Uh, and the Lions are not that team. But uh, how about the Chargers, man? How about the Chargers? Where are we? Where are we at? We just in classic Chargers: win one, lose one. Yeah. I think I hope I called it. If I didn't, I'm gonna be kind of upset. But like, that's uh, just one of those things where, like, it's just what they do. 
It's what <laughs> if you had the Chargers winning this game. Uh, of course I did. Um, but like I mean, Brandon Staley like is as a coach stale, like in the sense that we know like he, we know he's incompetent. It's just a yeah, matter I mean, of time. Imagine what, a guy it's not like better imagine what a guy like Dan Campbell could do with the roster they have. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's the stat would be a Super Bowl team. That would be I mean, it's it's crazy. I hope but... they get rid of him. I really do. Because it's all it's the only thing holding him back. We've talked about it a million yep. times. We don't, I wouldn't have to add much more. Honest. Honestly. No, no. It's I don't like, have much so more. It's so obvious. Add. It's painfully obvious. Like, as anyone. Like, how, how many games like, can you lose by one score? Like, honest to God. Like, what does a coach yeah. – how many points does a coach really account for in a game? And how, you know, is it three points? Is it three and a half? Like, what's the number? Like, you yeah. know. Be a defensive um, guy and not feel the defense. Like, I just – it's – Chargers don't have pieces either. Yeah. He's just not a good coach. Yeah. All right. Let's let's pivot to a little buy sell hold. Uh, I'll take the floor first because I've got I've got a play, man. I've, I've got a play. Mm, okay. A lotto play. We're gonna go one point two five confidence, but uh, I think it should strike some interesting discussion. So I'm not heavily invested into it, but I see the vision and I believe it. I know I just talked about the Lions vision, but I am buying stock in a 2017 NFC Championship rematch. In Philadelphia, the Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles. The way I see this shaking out, we have the Case Keenum script repeating. I'm not saying the Minneapolis Miracle script will repeat. That's just insane. But we have the Case Keenum script repeating, uh, and the Eagles will play the 49ers. Somehow it'll shake out. The Eagles will have already played the 49ers, and the Vikings will probably beat the Cowboys and somebody else to get there. Maybe they'll be in the divisional and the Cowboys or the Vikings are going to stay hot. They might, I, I'm going to, when we get to division re-rolls, I'm going to pick them to win the division. They might get the bye. They win one game against the Cowboys. They're in the NFC championship against Philly. That's the vision right now. Wow. That's very, that's very realistic. <laughs> uh, I mean, it, it can happen. It can happen for sure. Um, I, I I'm not gonna put. I mean, 1.25 is a good confidence level because like you see the vision, but it's also like. So we're 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 kind of we're with, allocating our assets here. We're so high up on the CJ Stroud trade that we're kind of we're, we're swimming in money. So like we're just kind of throwing things out, trying to hit some more lottos. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, the original thing I wrote down was Vikings will go to the Super Bowl, and I I, re- I redacted a little bit and said NFC Championship. Then I added the Eagles thing. But right. I probably should take the – you know what? Should I take the Eagles thing off just because of the mathematics odds being so specific to me that – no, we're going to keep it. All right. No, no, no. It's, it's fair. It's fair. Um, I, I like the the one – I'm going to go the one and a half confidence on this one. But, again, it's like you see the vision. And I don't do many Cowboys takes. But the way Dak Prescott has been playing, man – it's uh, it's got me coming to this conclusion that C.D. Lamb, in a, in a league where receivers are very prevalent, got a lot of good duos and just overall standout guys, will finish as in that kind of like top five, like in the value conversation, like he will solidify himself as a top five receiver, um, whether it's three or four, we'll see, but. And part of this might be Devonta Adams, just way things have gone down in L.A. is playing himself out of that. But it's been like a couple weeks, man. Like, CeeDee Lamb is one of the best players in fantasy. Oh, yeah. He was the first guy ever this week, three weeks in a row, 10 catches, 150 yards. No receiver's ever done that. And you yeah. know you're doing something crazy if uh, Jerry Rice didn't do what you did. <laughs> That's that's very true. Yeah, I mean the guy played through it's like forty something. So, um, yeah, I maybe mean, I should up that in confidence, but I'm gonna go with one and a half just because it's the Cowboys. Like I don't trust it. I could see CD going for twenty yards next week, but like uh, as of late, it, it it looks promising. Well, I like it. I I, I like it. Um, I mean, I've got a couple other ideas. Honestly, like, 
a lot of my takes I've already bought stock in. Like I'm looking at my recent purchases. Bengals are going to win the NFC North. I still, yeah, still, like still on it. Vikings to return the NFC Championship. Um, I, I might, he- you know, what I'm going to do? I'm going to hedge a little bit. Uh, I'm going to take Lions to win first playoff game since 1991. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. Lions will win a playoff game this year. Um, I'll just. I'm yeah, going to put, put, put two confidence on, honestly. Like, I, I, I hate to, like, just be literally ditto the Pokemon. But, no, like, no. I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> no welcome. That. Like, I'm just going to hop right in on that right now because um, I I definitely have them as one of my re-roll division winners. And I, I had a take about Jalen Warren, but I might save it for another day. Um, Interesting. Because I, I, I like the Lions one a lot more. Um, yeah, I, I think that that hedges my Vikings pick a little bit, but they also both could still come true, especially if the Vikings win the division. Lions are in the uh, playoffs or in the wild card spot. But all right, we've got a fun segment today. Um, that that moves us on from buy sell hell. We both made two acquisitions. Uh, we will start. Uh, we're getting pretty close to capping on our portfolios. Um, mm. Twenty five things. That's when things get really interesting. We start trading takes. Then you then you're in the position where okay, do I I kind of have to make a transaction here? You're making tough decisions, whatnot. Right. And we'll get to that. Uh, and those will be start to be posted to our social media once they're filled out um, and stuff like that. But. For now, division winner re-rolls. We've talked about it a little bit. We're going to do it. Uh, we're going to re-predict every division winner. Our preseason predictions, we can reference them. But um, this, this is just for fun. Good conversation. But uh, preseason yeah. predictions still are up top. But we'll start in the NFC North because you just said you're going to take the Lions. Um, correct? So you're taking the Lions. And why? Oh, just the way that, I mean, they they've been playing man i mean we're talking about super bowl contender possibility here and just it's a weak division your only really comp is a hampered minnesota vikings team so um so preseason i had vikings you had packers i'm gonna stay with the vikings i feel like i've made that very clear so far so gonna ride with it uh nfc south i'm gonna stick with my preseason prediction the saints they're still leading the division at this time Mm -hmm. your preseason selection was the Falcons, who just dropped four and six, and um, you know, yeah, it's not looking great. But I'll hold, I'll hold because they still are only a game back on Saints, and listen, really, no way in that division is lighting the world on fire per se. <laughs> Very fair. All right, it takes us to the NFC West um, mm. preseason. I actually had the Seahawks and mm. you had the Forty ers Let's look Good. up the current standings. Uh, NFC. It's not in favor of Seattle. No, it's not. <laughs> but oh, actually, they're both six and three. Yeah, like it. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I stand. I mean, I'm still standing by the Niners, but I thought uh, things were more dire than they were. On the re-roll, I'm going to take the Niners. I'm just <laughs> we're just going to play this one safe. Yeah, yeah. Look, if and I've gotten on paper, it's kind of a hedge pick because I got it on paper that I took the Seahawks preseason, and that would be a steal if they clutch this out. Pull it off, yeah. I just don't think that they're playing excellent. Yeah, honestly. that is wild. Like, oh. <laughs> um. So that takes us to the NFC East. I'm pretty sure I picked the Eagles. If I didn't, I'm a buffoon. Uh, oh wait, no, I took the I took the Giants. What am I doing? Eagles for me. Not really thinking twice. Yeah, I think I'll just hold uh, Eagles. Do we have? Do the Cowboys make the playoffs in your in your bid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what seed per se, but they should. But the NFC. The I got the Cow- I got the Cowboys in the playoffs. Uh, Commanders. Backdoor chance. They're four and six right now. I think that they're playing better than their record. Backdoor chance of the commanders, but they did, <clears throat> excuse me, they did just trade away their pass yeah. rush. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I'll save the AFC North for last. Let's go to AFC South. Um, preseason predictions. I had the Jags. We both had the Jags. I'm, mm. going, I'm sticking with that. Yeah. So, Texans would be fun, but. No, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with the established uh, established team here. AFC West Chiefs, Chiefs, roll Chiefs, roll Chiefs Kingdom. 
Rolf. <laughs> um, and then AFC East. This is a little interesting. So preseason, actually, to clarify, we both had the Chiefs. Preseason, uh, I had Bills, you had Jets for AFC East. Um, that's not out of the realm of possibility, actually, but neither one yeah. of us had the Dolphins, who I – go ahead, you go first. I'll keep the Jets, even though I just lost to the Raiders. This is a boomer bust potential. If Rodgers actually pulls it off and comes back in mid-December, like he said. I just would like to state that I am a full – if he actually does that, I'm a full believer in the conspiracy that – he never tore his Achilles, and Achilles. he did it to spite the Packers. I, I'm a full believer. <laughs> um, yeah, like, there's this, like three-month turnaround. There's just no way. There's just no Either way. Either that or he just, like, partially tore his Achilles and nobody, like, said anything. or he just, Yeah, uh, it was, like, classified as a full pair. Some yeah. weird, you know. It's just, it makes no sense, man. Makes no sense. Well, but meanwhile, AD tears his Achilles and doesn't play basketball for two years. But yeah, that's valid. Uh, AFC East. Yeah, on the reroll, I take the Dolphins. Uh, the Bills have just been shaky. Dolphins are the safe play here. Yeah. I still like my Bills preseason prediction. I think they're going to win commandingly tonight against the Broncos. Uh, mm. and get to six and th- six and four. They need but, it. No, the, the, the Dolphins have looked good and they've yet to have the injury bug that killed them last year when why they didn't. Finish good. So uh, sure. I'm excited yeah. to see a Mike McDaniel that team fully healthy going into the playoffs. That takes us to the AFC North, your preseason prediction. Famously, as we've referenced many times, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Actually, not that horrible of a take at this point. We were bagging on it earlier in the year, but they're six and three. Uh, they're they have, there. They have a uh, negative point differential. The only team in the league that has that. They have 152 or 182 points against. Uh, well, they're not the only team in the league, but they're the only winning team in the league. Um, I had selected – where'd it go? I had selected the Bengals uh, on the re-roll, sticking with my stock. I bought it last week. We're riding with it. Bengals are going to clutch this up for the boys. They're going to win on Thursday night. Uh, Browns, Steelers this week. Should be interesting matchup as well. But where are you at? I'll roll with Steelers, man. Oh, respect. Oh. Respect. There's respect much for the dogged on them early in the season, but I'll I'll keep because if it they pull I could see them pulling it off because it's the Steelers. that I, I, they could lose in the wild card even if they have the home. But it's like as a regular season team, Mike Tomlin always fields a good team. So I, I can't argue against history. Respect. Respect for sticking to your guns on a team that is uh, the modern version of the Minnesota Vikings from last year. Yeah. But worse. <laughs> but, but worse. Hey, they get the division. That's all I need. It just means <laughs> division. All, all right. Away. Thursday night football. Bengals going into – this is a, just the best Thursday night match we've had all year. We've had some bad primetime games. Oh. But Bengals going into Baltimore, Thursday night football. I'm rolling with Cincy. I roll Baltimore. I would Baltimore hope Rams. so. That's like the spark back Especially at home. Steelers, Sunday morning against the Sunday afternoon against the Browns. Another division matchup. This is where I'll take the Browns. They're at home. Yeah. 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 And after last week, it's like tough. But after my division pick, I'm going to go with the Steelers. Oh they kind of need this one. Raiders going into Miami. Not even like us, David. Although 2 0 yeah. with Antonio Pierce. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's, but going into Miami, I'll take the Dolphins off the bye. Bears play the Lions. Lions. Titans play the Jaguars. Take on the Jaguars. Jags. Yeah. Um, can't spell. Jaguars in Jacksonville, although they just did get blown out there. I don't think Jacksonville's home field advantage is actually that good, but that's hot not big. strong. That's a hot because <laughs> a lot of people think they have a good one. Chargers going into Lambeau. This does feel like a classic Chargers loss to an inferior opponent. But I famously never pick in favor of the Packers. I'm going back to that. Uh, yeah. The Chargers did just lose. So the, no, and it, it helped us win. play up to the Steelers this week. I'm fully convinced that that game should have been as close as it was. But I'll take the Packers here. You love it. You love Chargers the Chargers meltdown. 
Uh, all right, Cardinals going into Houston. This is actually wow. This is actually a doozy for me. Cardinals. I'll take the Cardinals. All right. I'll, take, I'll take. I'll go different. I'll take. I will take the Texans. Um, to stay hot, but Cardinals they do intrigue me. I like that upset. Pick. Intriguing pick, yeah. Intriguing. Intriguing pick. Cowboys play the Panthers. I hate that I have to keep picking them, but. Cowboys. Yeah, it's hard to pick against them right now. Giants going into Washington to play the Commanders. I'm going to play. I'm going to take the Commanders. Um, Giants are on the no pick list at this point, especially with Devito. Yeah, and this is where I'm going to go with the Giants, just because I, I feel like they have to get a win, man. I just don't think Dable can like. I don't know if he can mentally handle like a two and nine squad. I'm seeing there's like a sound clip of, or not a sound clip, just like people are watching and like reading his lips. And it looks like he told DeVito after he threw a pick, you suck. But I don't know if it's legit. But when I watched no it, it's like, ah, he said two words and you suck would be pretty fitting. But <laughs> uh, I'll still take the Giants. I hope they just get, they need to get back on the board. Uh, all right, Bucks going into San Francisco. I've got 49ers written down. I'm guessing you're taking the Niners. Yeah, in San Fran is tough to go against. All right, now you got the. Here's a good one. Jets going into Buffalo. Buffalo needs this. Losing both games to the Jets this year would be kind of unreal. Doug Bills. Bills. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm taking the Bills as well. I just think the Jets. They've strapped together a four and five record, but they just let one slip to the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I don't see them going into Buffalo and beating them a second time. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's tough. Ass. This this might be where the Jets fall to like four and six, and then the uphill battle is like mm. too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Seahawks going into LA to play the Rams. I don't know where the Stafford injury is at. The Rams were playing so good, and then actually, like, Cooper Cup came back and kind of things went – indirectly went to crap around that time. Stafford got hurt. And they're such a good team with, like, when they're healthy, but they never are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll take the Seahawks. I'll go Rams. I think it's just me being surprised that the Seahawks being 6-3. and three, uh, Six and four sounds about right for them right now. Um, Vikings going into Denver Sunday night football, taking Dobbs and the Vikings to roll, man. Take Broncos. <laughs> wow. I, I, might hate it. I might hate it. This man but, can't uh, get it off for us. It never ends. <laughs> it never ends. But they, they get me like, especially this year, because they actually right. have not been bad since the Dolphins 70 bomb. But Monday Night Football, the matchup of the year. This has a chance to be the classic, uh, the old Goff-Mahomes primetime battle, 50 points a team. Eagles going into Kansas City. Oh, Super Bowl rematch. Both coming off of a bye. I'm going to say Philly. I just see the Chiefs losing and people really overreacting to I it. I will but... never, ever pass up a chance to take a 1-0 lead on you with the Chiefs at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will it. never pass that opportunity. Although I yeah. like the Eagles better, I just can't not take Both the Eagles. Both are If you're going to take I, Philly, I, yeah. I'm taking the – we've swapped from the Super Bowl, and I'll lose again probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's – Oh, that's 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 good. That's a prime time Monday Night Football. I'm looking forward to that next week. Then that's wow, yes, that's such, that is such a good matchup. So we got Thursday Night Bengals Ravens, and then Monday Night Eagles Chiefs. That's and everything else in between. I don't care about. Schedule yeah, um, makers look cooking. Yeah. To recap, uh, we are both currently seven and seven on Week Ten. Uh, I need the Bills to win tonight, which feel good. They'll keep my my streak going of winning weeks, um, which is always good because it's it's quite a couple. Uh, at this point in the year, I'm 85 and 57. You are 71 and 71. Um, so Jake's 49 and 40 for the picks he has submitted. He doesn't submit every week. So I've got win percentages up there. Um, 59.4. You're 49.6. He's 55.0. Um, so it's been it's been an interesting. Things have shaked out a little bit differently. I've got a 14-game lead. This isn't like last year where 
Uh, we were one or two, two and three the whole the whole year. Um, I pulled ahead. We'll see if I can hold on down the stretch, but I'm excited. Pick them. It's 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 the more we do pick them, uh, the more fun it gets to get like career totals. Like you know, like for reference, your all time, your two forty one and one eighty six. Like that's so like yeah. over the years, and then we'll get to like the thousands and whatnot. That'll be cool, but. Um, other than that, I don't have much else to add. Um, seven seven on the week. I'm excited for week uh, week eleven, Monday night football tonight. Get to, get to see the Bills play. It's always fun. Easy to make money on the Bills. You know, just bet on the receivers to get receiving yards. It usually hits. But yeah. um, Davis, man. Yeah. Anything else to add before we close up shop till next Monday? No, I just need all my picks that went against you to hit. <laughs> I really need a winning week for those keeping score. It's we actually uh, had a, we had a lot, so a uh, lot of Bengals, that bang, was by design. Bengals catch up. <laughs> Bengals, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Chargers, Packers, Texans, Cardinals, Commanders, Giants, Seahawks. Like Rams. majority of games, man. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games out of fourteen are different. That's yeah. quite the stat there. Um, but be a big game big week as always thanks for listening guys we should check us out on tiktok and twitter um, we'll be back next monday for a week 11 recap and we're gonna keep this season rolling keep the picks going keep talking ball so uh thanks for listening catch you next week